Welcome to Whack or Slaps, where we look back into the annals of 2000s indie music to determine if an album, a band, or an entire musical movement was actually good or just a product of the hype machine of its time. Like all great podcasts, this is the direct spinoff of an unhinged and sketchy group text that simply refused to die. Having said that, let's meet our architects from Helsinki. Hey, I'm Noah Wildman. Or while in the morning, Noah. I'm Adrian. I am the true believer, and in the immortal words of Lou Barlow, just give me indie rock. Woo! <laughs> and I am your host, Caleb, and I could frankly care less most of the time, but you know, might surprise you here and there. Um, well, yeah, we've made it to episode two, guys. Congrats. Um, and, uh, this is interesting. I don't know if this is going to be our sophomore slump. Or if we'll prevail, you know, continue continue on the hype machine. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a lot of fun as well. And yep. uh, and uh, since it's uh, only episode two, I think we should give our audience just a little bit of a refresher of what we're trying to do here. And uh, Noah, you're kind of the originator of this like discourse that started on the group chat years ago. So uh, do you want to speak a little more about what we're trying to do here? Just kind of broad concept. Of the yeah. Show. So basically, we're just using pitchfork.com. Uh, as kind of a jumping off point to discuss uh, 2000s indie rock and sort of uh, what was hyped by them. And today we're doing the clap your hands, say yeah. Woo, guys, clap your hands, say yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good audio. Uh, from (laughs) From 2005. So let's hear what these tastemakers over at Pitchfork had to say. Who's got the review? Oh, we got Adrian as our in-house uh, historian. All right. Write it down for us, buddy. So in the original Pitchfork review, the which they gave a 9.0 to this record, uh, pretty high, as well as a best new music designation, Brian Howe writes, there's something really refreshing about stumbling across a great band that's trembling on the cusp without any sort of press campaign or other built-in mythology you actually get to hear the music with your own ears. While a lot of bands view the promotional apparatus as a necessary evil, clap your hands, say yeah, prove that it's still possible for a band to get heard, given enough talent and perseverance without a PR agency or a label. Indie rock has received a much needed kick in the pants and we have the rare chance to decide what a band sounds like of our own accord before any agency cooks up and disseminates an opinion for us. Damn, maybe this is how it's supposed to work with an exclamation point there at the end. Whoa. Much like this band. Does this band have an explanation? Ex- <laughs> it should have an explanation point. <laughs> <at the end laughs> <of this. laughs> I think uh, they do. I think they do. Yeah. That guy in that review, he's like describing like punk rock that happened like 20 years ago where it's like, uh, dude, did you miss all that? Like, Yeah. And especially it's like a lot of the bands of that time we're like, this makes it sound like it's some band that's in a vacuum. It's like this band still operates by committee or whatever. They're still forming their sound as a subject to like influences and market forces and shit. Just yeah. like, just because they didn't get signed to like Matador or whatever, yeah. doesn't mean they're kind of operating independently 
of you know of those horses, but still kind of having the same consider consideration. So I don't know that he gave them a little bit too much credit. Yeah, and they're also going pitchforks going for that sense of we discovered this band a little bit, planting that pitchfork in the ground again. Yeah, and I was gonna say we should you know we should get it out of the way, and um, like I think it'll honestly be an ongoing bit. I feel you know, but their fucking name, that band name, I have in my notes that it's like <laughs> it's a very mid aughts named band. Yeah, because it, it's, it's like it giving has, you a command. It has a it has a yes. punctuation in the name. It's dance. It's like New York loft. We're having a dance party. Let's do it. Brooklyn baby yeah. yeah it's like it's like those kind of like where parties started to get high concept and it's all like <laughs> like forced participatory shit like oh we're not just gonna get around and drink beer and smoke weed we're gonna fucking pay like Sir Twister or whatever yeah, and it's like, it's oh, like yeah. why listen to James Brown when we can listen to these fucking idiots and <laughs> wherever <laughs> Williamsburg do a little boogie woogie yeah. this is William, this is Billy Berg boogie woogie right here <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. It was uh, it was recorded in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's also part of that whole like in the mid aughts there was this whole faux like naivete kind of thing going on with a lot of these bands. So like the artwork, the you know the the names, they're all kind of this like little kid style. Yeah, yeah like, I had that artwork. all over my notes. Ch- uh, child child indie stuff. Yeah, very kid. <laughs> yeah. Kitty but also, like, at the same time, like, I mean, even when I moved to Oakland in 2010, you know, I feel like there's parallels between Oakland and uh, Brooklyn, unfortunately, and um, around the hipster shit. And, like, yeah, like, it was part of a weekly thing where, like, kids would play fucking, and not kids, grown-ass adults would play, like, night tag and, like, <laughs> kickball yeah. and shit like that. And, like, a yeah. name like this and the whole fucking vibe of this band. It was. It's just like that shit. It's yeah. like, you're not returning to the womb you're returning to fucking preschool it was it was nostalgia but performed rather than like nostalgia consumed as it is now yeah case in point one two three four you're it clothing from santa maria they're part of that scene (laughs) what were they called uh one, two, one, three, two, not, three it. not it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Wasn't there one also called like No Friends Club clothing? There are some like out of Oceano or some shit. They're another indie oh, clothing line. Yeah. yeah. Hyper regional uh, indie clothing line. But Pitchfork, Pitchfork gave it a 9.0. That's a, that's a A. A minus. That's wild, man. What a, let's hear some history of this because if you're writing the book on all this indie rock, internet shit pitchfork shit a whole chapter has to be on this album because it is one of the sort of that hyped kind of these are the new indie rockers that are using you know like how black flag used to post flyers on telephone poles now they're posting songs on myspace and blowing up it's like you know kind of the D, uh, diy stuff but adrian you got some history yeah, that's a good segue. I mean, this was definitely, this record was definitely a pivot point in terms of that. Um, it was recorded, so the record is self, you know, self-titled Eponymous, if you will. It was recorded in 2005 in Brooklyn and Providence, Rhode Island, surprise. Uh, it was produced by, and mixed by Adam Lassus, 
uh, Laces, last, uh, <clears throat> I don't know how to say it, but uh, who uh, worked with Yola Tango, PJ Harvey, Jay Massis, a bunch of other indie Whoa. luminaries. Yeah, so he was a known dude, but um, this this record is famously self-released, right? So like that that's kind of the whole mythology of this record is that the band put it out themselves and they got all this buzz from MP3 blogs and then the Pitchfork review just skyrocketed them. It was officially released on June 28th, 2005. It was their debut record. Um, so out of the gate, already just getting super hyped, super, you know, crowned tons of press tons of yes exactly crowned as of november 2009 the album has sold 125,000 copies and the band is still not signed to any official record label which is kind of remarkable i mean i know that that stat is yeah. uh, over i mean i'm still not 10 years old i'm still not signed to a record label <laughs> since 2005 doesn't be fucking bragging about it um, well they are kale maybe we should take it easy on these guys they are some punk rockers it looks like <laughs> They're oh true, yeah, true believers. I mean, were we that like to your point earlier? Were we that divorced from punk rock and like uh, fuck? I'm so, no, so it was it was just so, a like, new first wave indie. Yeah, to be yeah, were yeah. like some this was novelty because I, I totally forgot that that was it's a weird. Case it's it's weird until now, but I was like, were we that fucking like yeah, irascited? I, th- from, I think like, it was what the whole scene blossomed out of in the first place. I think it was just the newness of like the internet blowing something up. Like, yeah, so real people kind of did it with the tools they had of that time. Yeah, I think it's, it's like, like it's, back in. Yeah, sorry. It's, no, no, it's the novel. I was going to say it's the novelty of um, of it is like a huge part of it, and like the, the, I mean the myth, the the myth around them too. It's like basically the story goes that like they recorded this record, put it all together, you know, put put it together themselves uh, with with some help from friends. And basically, the bassist was just mailing these these records out to you know new you know labels and 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 reviewers and and just uh, you know MP3 bloggers, uh, which was huge at the time, was starting to kind of pop off right around then. Um, yeah. So they kind of like had this grassroots network of people who were pushing them, and then once they got to Pitchfork, which was kind of like the the top of the mountain for like that's this 9.0 review just fucking it totally put them over the edge. But what's interesting is that, like, later on, like, the, the subsequent records and stuff, they really, <laughs> I would say they failed to capture that first, the, the magic of that out of the gate we that first time. We have a whole time. section about where are they now, but, which we'll get to. Yes, so, yeah, yes. And, but I was listening to this album yesterday, and how, like, Spotify goes to, like, another song. And like <laughs> yeah. 2013, Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah song. <sighs> it was it was was it, wasn't it with the national rough guy, going. right? National old that, man. No, national. that was the other day when we were in the car. <laughs> this was a different one, and the song's called like "This is a place where miracles happen" or something. It was like, how really did he worked. sing it though, Caleb? I'm sure he didn't just say it all deadpan like that. He must um, have put some sass on it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna save myself when I've had a couple more beers for the end. So yeah. maybe we could listen to a little snippet of where they are now. The place where um, miracles happen. It's yeah. a place where they happen. He's yeah, like, but, uh, he's like, uh, I don't know. It's like country fried Jello Biafra or some shit. His voice on this thing. I, I agree, Noah, but you also have a tendency to sing everything. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's just a like, fun little game so that I have. That, like that one time, uh, this was years ago. You and Adrian, uh, or Edward 
we're going around New York City doing the Regulators anthem as Jello Biafra. You guys could have yeah. done a whole album. It's like Jello Biafra sings. Like Warren G. But yeah. I always right. thought that the Dead Kennedys didn't have much of an influence beyond 1985, but who knows? I guess I guess keep it going. So um, yeah, you know, Adrian, thank you for the background on this. And I guess, you know, kind of related to that, and we always want to ask and to kind of frame these bands in the year that their albums came out, but what would you say this band's deal was? They were like, I guess they fell in line with that like four on the floor kind of dance party Brooklyn stuff, but having a little bit more grassrootsy stuff and then they had the kitty indie thing going as well almost like the twee kind of touch yeah they took a little here i put the kind of like mumford and sons meets <laughs> like a shitty david Byrne. but don't heap all your praise on them all at once no that's just me for later. oh oh real quick though before we moved off history but this was one of those bands, speaking of hype, that got like christened by David Bowie and David Byrne. The oh, yeah. David's Byrne and Bowie showing up at your show. Do you guys remember that? When that was like a thing? It was like yeah. Bowie went to the Arcade Fire show and was seen dancing in the corner and like shit like that. Or like TV on the radio, like Byrne showed up to like their fifth show or some shit. It was like that, that was like a thing. The Bowie that, and that Burn. sounds like a like an anecdote. I would somebody would tell me at a party, and I would immediately start laughing <laughs> away from them. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't ever heard the full those full urban legends like that. That's like an immediate like, fuck. I'm, is my beer almost empty? <laughs> like, just, just I think there's, there's a line about David Bowie on this album too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. What, what do you say their deal is, Adrian? I mean, you gave us a really thorough background on them, and you know, this being their their debut album, but um, yeah, you know, all right there. I don't know. I think I think they're a piece of definitely of everything that was going on. Certainly, the New York music that was coming out at the time was, you know, I mean, the Strokes, the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, the you know, the aforementioned TV on the radio. Like all these bands were definitely in a similar vein, but I think those bands were a little bit more. Edgy. artsy and weird and edgy for sure and this band's kind of um it's kind of like a wool sweater you know it's just kind of warm and nice and but not exciting you know it's like something I, your which mom is, gives you and itchy. yeah they're nerds they, they sound like nerds yeah yeah i mean also, this dude his they're his the voice. guys they're it's the just, guys that are like they're older and they're like doing coke now for some reason because they're like <laughs> Dude, none of those fucking the strokes never offered me coke. Fucking <laughs> Karen O never got a line. Fucking the rapture, forget about it. Like they yeah, got it's kinda they, like they got locked like out of the bathroom. Bands, all those other bands were like went to NYU and these guys like fucking went to like Oberlin or like Vassar or whatever. It's interesting because you can kind of you can kind of see them as a bridge between like definitely that earlier New York stuff, the L C D sound systems or whatever, and the strokes to like and then I think Grizzly Bear is another band that's kind of in between where they're kind of doing their own folksy, more refined, yeah, but yeah. not Ford refined. Album upstate kind of upstate vibe. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit more um, mellow and definitely a little bit more uh, laid back. And I think that was kind of the vibe going into later. Like it, it kind of um, 
like like you said, Mumford and Sons and all that shit. Like this is kind yeah. of the bridge to from from that first New York wave of, of, of garage revival to that next kind of Mumford and Sons, Kings of Leon bullshit that that came. About I take it even. From, you're talking Adrian. You're talking New York. I take it further back. I take it to Tin Pan Alley. These guys are just fucking songwriters, man. <laughs> I jingling mean, a and fucking... jangling, jingling and a jangling down the alleyways, just yeah, singing no their one tunes. To you, no one to tell you no. <laughs> right? I mean, there's Great a fucking a calliope in the world. <laughs> they start this record with a fucking calliope. Like, what? What? Oh, shit's okay, yeah. we, we will get ridiculous. to that yes, little fucking yes, jam later. Yes. But uh, yeah, so let's kind of move on to our reactions, you know. So we'll start with, you know, the personal right. personal histories. Like, you know, what what's your own personal background and just all around history with this band? And you know, we can start with the go with Adrian first. Run it down for us, brother. Well, I know I, I when this came out, I definitely picked it up. I, I probably pirated it. Um, Naughty, in naughty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't what those blogs were for, though? I mean, the, the blogs would drop MP3s here or there, and I definitely probably heard it Breadcrumbs. from some somewhere, just, just randomly came across it, and then read the Pitchfork review, and was like, oh, wow, okay, who are these guys? But um, now, wouldn't it be I just awesome, think- though, if Lars Ulrich defended the band? Like, you guys can't pirate, clap your hands, say, yeah. Just troll me. Um, Sorry. but yeah, that came, this came out in the, like the summer after, uh, you and I graduated Caleb high school. Um, so oh, big summer for you guys. Yeah, it was definitely summer. like, it was definitely, um, I don't know. It was one of those things where it, it like things were brand new. You're like, you're starting to feel like you sow your oats a little bit. You're feeling like, Oh, I'm 18. I can do whatever the hell I want. You know, I, I was starting my, at community college, which, by the way, I would fail out of those first two semesters. But uh, so I spent <laughs> a lot of time um, driving around super high, listening to this record, uh, ditching class. Um, and naughty, I, I, naughty. It was definitely. I think, uh, Adrian's the bad boy of our group, I think. I know, dude. He's fucking got pirate, original pirate material. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. Like shout out to all my uh, legs at, yeah. Shout like out to area. Legs at Alan Hancock out of his cars. Like, AHC, hey, baby. Robin like, Williams, rest in peace. We miss you. PCPA. <laughs> so, yeah, that means so a lot of my memories around this record are tied to that summer and just being, you know, being kind of wild and reckless for sure. And, and, but also at the same time, like I, it was, I got my license, you know, which was two years later than everyone else, but, and I got my first job. So it was all this stuff was kind of combining in my life that it was like, it was all exciting and fresh and new. So it kind of made sense that this record was sort of like, since it was sort of like, Oh, kind of novel. And like this band came out, kind of came out of nowhere. Everyone's hyping it up. Everyone's talking about how like, yeah, they, this band, they, they built it themselves. They didn't fucking distribute it through some, you know, major corporation. It's just all them, you know, and that was kind of inspirational. I, at the time I was, you know, really, and still am so super into like DIY eighties into rock. And this is kind of like had that same sort of ideal in a way, but it was also the beginning of all the bullshit that would come later, you know, you know, of, of uh, streaming and, and artists, you know, losing a lot of money and stuff. I think this is kind of the ad yeah. the, the very, advent of sort of the internet taking over music 
you know, as we know it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, let's hear some, some stuff, uh, some personal histories uh, from you. Yeah, you do not get you do not get the dude longboarding listening to Fleetwood Mac without this <laughs> drinking the cranberry juice without this. Clap <laughs> your hands. So yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll post an image of that connection board uh, later uh, in the in the bio. Check, click that link. It's Noah. He put it together himself. Doesn't look insane at all. <laughs> Noah, uh, well, what's your deal with this album? So 2005, I was living in Santa Maria. Um, this was Bush era, baby. This album is Bush era. <laughs> yeah. They're talking about the war. They're talking about the war. They're talking. But this album is an album. I think it was a MySpace album for me, where you could go on the band's MySpace page, because I had read the review, heard the hype. David Bowie gave me his blessing to go listen to this band. And uh, David Byrne was like, those guys are okay. Uh, anybody you know, like the burn? Yeah, no, no laughs on that one? Not uh, feeling the, the burn. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I would have listened, went on to their MySpace page where you could basically listen to like the whole album, I think. It's, you know, it's not that, it's a short little album, especially if you get rid of some God. of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they definitely had like five or six of those songs down there at, at least in my memory yeah so i think i uh i actually i think i would have possibly requested this album for like christmas of like 2005 uh and i think like my mom just gave me like a gift card to best buy so I like, i'm not bought dealing it. with that i'm not gonna yeah. try to <laughs> myself at the best could you imagine she has to like say like, yeah. uh, excuse me, my son would like to purchase the album. Uh, clap your hands, say yeah. He wants that for Christmas. They're like, uh, what video what game? Are you talking about lady. Parappa the oh, rapper. Clap my hands. <laughs> uh, Earthworm Jim is on the blast aisle, lady. <laughs> <laughs> dance, dance, revolution. What do you want? So, anyways, I'm losing my train of thought here it was 2005 and this album much for like me this album this <laughs> this album for me like pretty much stayed in 2005 i think i listened to it for about three months i was just kind of like eh, catchy songs on here a couple songs i like i think i gave the album to my sisters cut to like 20 years later and they're at one of those shows they're like well we're at the clap your hands say yeah show and i was like oh i forgot about that band and uh, listening to him the last week or so is really the only time I've listened to him since 2005. Um, but I think it does. Maybe it's just I'm associating just living back in 2005. But it does feel very like George W. Bush era, like very vague politics on this album, like that details of the war song and stuff like that. Uh, I said that this whole album like you know how we had tv shows about like stranger things and shit like 80s nostalgia and stuff now it's like 90s nostalgia in like five years they'll be making like family dramas that take place in like the 2004 2005 and like my country yellow teeth will start playing at like the season finale like the last scene that song will just like kick in the roll credits like it's i don't very... think you have to wait that long i bet <laughs> i bet that fucking song is played 
at the on Showtime series like that are made now or whatever. It just you feels know, very feel like, of its time. Yeah, totally. Well, just a little note on that. It well, has been featured on The Office and in the go. movie. The oh, Art that's right. By. The Office. Yeah, I think it's Country LTs, right? They like. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yikes. Well, we'll get well, into well, the song. We'll definitely. I was. I said country yellow teeth. We should have just done the whole podcast on that one song. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys don't mind, I'll, we'll, we'll tell you something about me and this album. Um, I was a late bloomer to this album and a lot of music of this era. I. Uh, Better off for it, brother. Yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Two thousand five. Graduated. Graduated high school with Adrian, and uh, you know, just kind of smoked weed and did beers and shit <laughs> through to win beers smoking weed yeah kind of just stumbled through that oh, i was listening to a lot of fucking i don't know you did like, you did meth on accident art. slash on purpose no still never never <laughs> spun the dug gotta say uh, <laughs> yeah so like i wasn't really into like the soft shit i was listening to like you know kind of nascent death metal phase for me and then other kind of shit and then um, went to college at Humboldt, and that's you know that'll mellow you out and also get you. It just kind of makes your brain a little bit more porous for bad ideas musically. <laughs> and uh, so then yeah. summer of '06, when I was kind of the the summer between my two my two first years there, um, kind of the height of me being in the indie rock. It's kind of all that was around in my peer group. <laughs> and uh yeah i heard it um it was like i said it's like broken social scene like i was saying last episode it's one of those bands oh, that's also- yeah it was like clapping hands yeah i'm like what <laughs> like, why does this band need to be called this why do you need to say these words like what the fuck is this a clothing line like, c-y-h-s-y see their abbreviation a- even sucks it's hard to say is this a skate video like what is this and someone's like, oh, <laughs> oh it's it's a band and i'm like okay and then i heard it and i was like you know, it was like after my job at the summer camp, like cruising down the 154 in a buddy's car, drinking like boxed wine or whatever. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is playful. It had like an, you know, it had like an anthematic vibe. Yeah. Wait, um, Kayla, didn't you fucking fall in love with your wife at said summer camp? Well, yeah, I did. So this I is like that's... the soundtrack to your life. Welcome no, no, to no, your this life. This band is definitely not involved. <laughs> This now but I gotta say, you know, episode two already getting really personal here. Jen, my wife, she did have a morning. She was going she to just, summer camp. She was just we, we shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing weird about it. Uh, she played a fucking pavement song like over the uh, the like the camp morning show, and I went up to her later, and I was like. I was like, hey, that's cool you played Pavement. And she's like, oh, cool. You're like, Malcolmus is gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I Spiral stairs. I was like, yeah, I mean, I started like smoking a cigarette in front of the kids. <laughs> oh. like, yeah, I like that band. Whatever. <laughs> Talk to you. No. But, uh, so anyways, Indie Rock is responsible for me, for us falling in love that summer. And, you know, directly or indirectly. I got to say, this band is not responsible for anything in my life. Other so than- she would have played a clap your hands, say yeah song on the loudspeaker. We might not be having this conversation. No, no. I would have pretended to like them and be stoked <laughs> on it to get as a way to talk to her. Oh, sure. I see. Yeah. It's just like the fact that it was like Pavement, which is a band I like, like, still like. I don't know. Um, sure future episode. Future episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> 
that, that was good. That was good. But uh, yeah, like like you were saying, Noah, it just stayed in that summer. Yeah, six months and, left. Um, and then this band just kind of exhausted me, like having to think about their name, uh, having to think about the long ass song titles, the like, directions. All the yeah, like I was like one. I got really into anarchism that summer too. So I was like, "You're not fucking telling me what to do. I'm gonna clap my hands and say nah." Um, and I just yeah. Over time, it's like as I've fallen out with this type of these types of tunes, I just I don't know. Now I listened to it a couple times a couple days ago yesterday as I was taking a nap. I don't know. I find it like just kind of dated and pretentious and has a lot of a just filler and unnecessary stuff and which is part and parcel of that <laughs> vibe and i said like uh this aged like a pair of zaccone jazz uh, shoes bought in 2005 poorly and causes me much discomfort um and i yeah. still wore z- some jazzes every once in a while yeah but imagine if you wore the pair you got in 2005 is what i was saying i'm like uh, early in the morning strapped little jazz on my feet you know what? I think, you know, I think Sublime is directly responsible for why I got are we getting, like this. Is this album, are we getting Sublime vibes again on this no, album? No, no, I will tell you. When I, I went to know. Humboldt, I'm getting Humboldt, high. Humboldt was the most off-listened to band by far. In Who? Humboldt, Sublime? Sublime. It's all anyone wanted to listen to because it was a bunch of just uncultured like white kids from the suburbs yeah like, sd unfortunately probably to this day still happens maybe yeah totally so i was so disheartened by the music i was hearing at humble basically because of sublime so i was like i was vulnerable you know i came back home vulnerable so when i heard stuff like this tapes and tapes i was like i need a new scene this is a little bit more interesting but that veneer has worn off. Has worn off for me. Um, well, so let's Caleb just do your current reaction. Let's just fucking shred yeah, this I bad mean, boy. <laughs> like I mean, I kind of went into it. It's you know, it's ages pretty poorly, and um, yeah, my reactions to it. I was like, uh, like you were saying, it has that fake white boy soul vibe, where <laughs> like instead of singing with deliberateness or with vulnerability. You just kind of sing shittily, and you have like well, that is his. That's his truth. That's his vulnerability. Swagger, you know. Yeah, it's like like the Silver Juice said, all my favorite singers couldn't sing. Uh, That guy took it way too much to heart. Um, Yeah, and I I just can't. I can't deal with it. Okay, um, that's good. uh, It's yeah, it replaced depth and like kind of going for it and seriousness was just like this false profundity and novelty and all these unnecessary elements. <laughs> and ultimately it reminds me of Oakland's own Gertrude sign. There's not a lot of air there. Oh, uh, Gertrude. <laughs> Bring up to uh, Gertrude. Yeah. Caleb, I'm kind of there with you. I would say, uh, I said, this is like little kid, REM, little kid <laughs> underground. It's little kid, David Bowie. It's little kid. It's like, it's weird. I don't think a kid now, say like a, whatever, a kid 18 years old, right? He was probably like born in 2005. Fuck, I don't know how to do math, but something, somewhere around there. He's probably not even fucking with this band. He's probably like, oh, I just downloaded like the Velvet Underground or whatever and like just skipped over this whole kind of kiddie version of that New York music a little bit, which I think this is kind of is. 
Yeah. Um, the starter pack. Adrian, you, you probably. What would you say? Yeah. To, Adrian, you touched on your reactions, but like, what would you say? Like, your reaction is now, and also you're. You're going into influences, and I have some I have some thoughts on that too. But I'd like to hear what kind of have to say about your contemporary reaction, and also what other bands and vibes you were hearing uh, from this band. Well, um, having listened to this like six or seven times now in the past two weeks, Woo. it's uh, I go back and forth. Uh, it's interesting. Like one of the times I was saying this, it completely just faded into the background and it ended so abruptly. And it, the, like you were saying, Caleb, the Spotify, the radio came back on and it was like, a, uh, I forget what other artist it was, but it was so, such a shock to like go from clap your hands to that art, artist. I was like, oh, I'm still listening to that record. But other times <laughs> I will be sucked in and I'm like, oh, like this sounds really great. The guitar tones are really warm and nice. Uh, and you know, say what you will about his voice, but like there are times where I find like, oh, this is kind of charming. There are other times where I'm like, this is grating and the most worst shit. But I think it's interesting because like all of that sheen that I that it had when it first came out of like, this is exciting. This is the internet band. This is you no know, pitchfork. You know, this is pitchfork's dudes. Now it's just like they're the victim of their hype. Like that band, yeah. I think if this record hadn't been so hyped it would look it would be looked back on more fondly i think i think there's been a kind of i wouldn't even say it, it, a backlash because it's not even like it's like you're saying kids these days i don't know if they are picking it up you know it, the equivalent would yeah. be like what for us in 20 2005 that would have been you know 1990 so us listening to like fugazi or something but i don't think kids are picking this up and i i can see why like it's been, it was enjoyable for me. I, I like the record, but it, I don't know. It's just, it's the victim of its own hype. It's a lot of staying power, I think. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fleeting. It's like, it's thin. It's a thin record. It's a, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of there there. Like, I, it, yeah. There's hooks, there's hooks and choruses and it's catchy as fuck on some points. But, but that's what I mean. Like, it, it because it was portrayed as like this is a genius record this dude is writing great songs and like you're saying bowie and all these people are into it but david <laughs> don't forget about me <laughs> the davids uh <laughs> um what? but it's like what david that's supposed to be burn mr burns <laughs> um <laughs> i just i don't know i i think that uh I think that they, they just, they became about the story. It became about them being the internet band and less about the actual sound of the record. And I think if it had been focused on the actual sound of the record and be given less hype, I think that it would be remembered much more fondly. But as it is, yeah, it, it's, it doesn't hold up as well as a lot of other records from the time because it's just, it's so of its moment, so of its time. So, you know, Novelty. and that can work sometimes, but... Yeah. yeah, I have novelty all over my, uh, all over my, um, over my notes, and like, like you were saying, like the guy's voice, what's his name? Alec like, Owensworth. Alec Owensworth. Alec Owensworth. But, but what I gotta say is about that is it's not grating to me physically or auditorily, grating to me intellectually. Like I hear <laughs> it and I know like what he's trying to do, and I know like. Whoa. I know his self, his sense of self-satisfaction 
is so high from singing like that. It's like, dude, I'm fucking. Oh, uh, that's interesting. So you, you don't know, think and he- that's yes. and that's what grades because you know I listen to eccentric vocals all over all the time. You know, whatever yeah. or deadpan vocals or stuff that's kind of like out of the milieu of what's considered a nice voice. But like this is just like it is so plainly clear what he's trying to do that that offends me <laughs> in a way. So Caleb, you don't you don't give him any like you flat voices. Yeah, so you don't think he's like tossing anything off. Like he's like he's always in his like feels when he's singing this shit. Yeah, and unfortunately me and his feels are nowhere near each other and it's just a little it's a little offensive. But okay. I mean I want to talk about influences that I heard from this band a little bit. Um I mean, definitely, like, I feel like David, the Talking Heads uh, <laughs> vibe is there. Like, the Talking Heads, if, like, they didn't wear socks and, like, <laughs> had, like, cuff jeans or whatever. Yeah. Had that kind of vibe. Uh, and I, I, I also heard The Walkman, which is a band I'm kind of agnostic about, albeit a little bit more of a woodsier version of that, you know? And the one I think they've straight up riffed off and they need to get fucking credit for it, is Santa Maria's own The Tin Teardrop. <laughs> <laughs> tin Teardrop, shout out. Yeah, dude, yeah. Tin Teardrop is all over this album, and I saw Tin Teardrop live in the fucking basketball gym. That was, what year was that, 2002? That would have been 2005, because those kids were three years older than me, so they were like a year ahead of you. So that would have been, oh, uh, shit, 2002, or two, yeah, it was yeah, 2001 yeah. or 2002. Yeah, I almost uh, yeah. joined that band. You almost Whoa. Yeah, they, uh, they broke up before. They were catchy. Happened. They yeah, were they originally were originally they were Dirty Mind. Dirty Mind. That's what it were... was. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember which name came when, and I all the only one I could remember was the Tin Teardrop. Yeah. Looking back though, I wonder if I'd listen to that. And maybe there's some sublime vibes there. Who knows? I, I, I think it's I mostly think... Uh, uh, television vibes, and uh... there's oh, no yeah. there's some rapping going on. There was a whole a lot bit, of yeah. rapping going on. <laughs> I was definitely, I would say their main influence was definitely uh, David Byrne. Um, I, I have that record yeah. sitting at my, at my uh, somewhere, so we could we could cover that potentially. Wait, they put it on the wax or, or a CDR of it? Dirty uh, Mind? It was a Byrne CD. Um, yeah. And actually, I may yeah, have it years. somewhere uh, in the depths of my MP3 collection, but uh, we should definitely. Well, we'll drop it in there in post. We'll drop it in yeah. in post right here. Hey, Glenn, Warren. Whoever else is in that band, hit us up. We'll do Tyler Ellswick. Cameron. Cameron, the, Cameron, the architect. I think he's we're related to him. But anyways. Uh, yeah, well, uh, speak, speaking to... Segue, I think, uh, wait, oh, well, I just wanted yeah. to... Before you, um, before you move on, Caleb, um, sorry to interrupt there, but uh, I, I just want to say, like, to me, the Your big influences... Um, <laughs> to me, the big influences... Uh, are kind of are kind of the 80s DIY stuff that I love like the Pixies you know or uh even later stuff like Neutral Milk Hotel or Modest Mouse like the dude's yelpy vocals straight up Modest Mouse-esque with combined with like the kind of jangly weird guitars it's yeah um I thought you said you said 80s Adrian and I don't know I might sound crazy for this but I did hear a little like British new wave shit like like a little bit of like the rhythm section and some of the like the jangly acoustic guitars it's almost like some new order shit a little bit on some of the songs that we'll yeah, get if into you slowed a little bit of it down and had like longer instrumental passages 
But then that you guy's know, voice, like early, like kind of like the Clash, and then or not the Clash. Yeah, the guy's voice is just, just crunchy. Yeah, his voice is just too like Nola, dude. It's <laughs> like go back to the sticks, homie. Yeah. Well, I think, Do you think people in the sticks are eating granola. <laughs> 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 yeah. Probably. Hey man, where I come from, we eat moosley. Uh, one of the, pass the granola, games. brother. Praise hey, God and pass the granola. <laughs> Praise the Lord and pass granola. You got any of the oat milk, motherfucker? All right, Adrian. Um, what were you saying? No, it's just just to to kind of finish off the, the influences thing. I think that um, in in and actually in reading a lot of uh, stuff for the background info, a lot of the uh, reviews made it a point to kind of have this list of references, almost like this band is. And this record is kind of taking all of the history of the, the stuff that came before it and, and putting it together in this kind of, you know, internet friendly package where they uh, have yeah, these yeah. catchy tunes and, you know, they have the, the, the kind of mysterious vibe of like, oh, what, what the hell is this? It's some dude just sent it to me from some fucking shoebox apartment in, in you know, Williamsburg, like you're saying, yeah. no, like what, yeah, what the fuck like is this? Cryptic song titles and shit. It's like, it's like, yeah. dude, what you got to understand was, what you got to understand was, you could be sitting fucking computer, and in the instant messenger, it would be like CBGBs downloaded <laughs> on your fucking in your living room, bro. Like you, you never knew, you never knew when you were gonna get your mind blown. Back in the day, you actually had to like give a fuck and like investigate what you liked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, that's still true now, but uh, I think uh, after the break, we're gonna go into the titular segment and we're gonna go over our uh, our wax and our slaps. So, uh, stick to that. Yes, uh, moving on to the where y'all came here for, and we're gonna go around the horn and just talk about what slaps and what is whack and everything in between. So, um, yeah, let's start off with our uh, with our slaps. Um, and uh, I can keep this really short, so we just start with me. Um, Go ahead, Caleb. Tell us your slappers of the album. For uh, for bops, I, I do bops or flops because I, I like to be bops difficult. Flops. Uh, I would say like the number one bop on here for me is uh, the song "Heavy Metal," <laughs> and that is uh, solely for the song title because. Oh. I am the resident metal guy on this podcast, and it, that's the only thing that it is related to metal on this album. No, 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 Caleb. I have to. There's another very metal thing about blast. Do they have a blast beat? I don't remember. No, there's a very, there's another very metal thing about this album. It's like Black Sabbath album. It's clap your hands, say yeah, clap your uh, hands, say yeah, clap your hands, say yeah. You the literally just stepped on a on bit their first album. <laughs> Did you go ahead and look through my notes and step on that bit? Not anybody can make that uh, bit, homie. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. You're right. I'm sorry to accuse you of bit thievery. So, yeah. Um, but the other song that I generally like, and I like it for a specific part of it. Um, so, Adrian, if you want to cue this up, I think this is really enigmatic of what I really kind of actually enjoy about this album. Um, what a- is, is the song upon this tidal wave of young blood? Kind of a metal song title uh but specifically adrian um i like the from four minutes and 45 seconds on it's like the best fucking part of the album this Play is the last minutes. song of the album so start 4 45 on start from the bottom 
Let's do it. Four forty-five, huh? Yeah. For Sweet. a song that is four minutes and thirty-four seconds long. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I like when this album's fucking over. So you want <laughs> So you, all right, let's part. let's hear let's hear a little bit of Caleb's favorite part. Hold on, here it comes. Are you ready? See, beautiful. There was yeah, that fucking slaps. Why I didn't hear nothing? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And now I can move on and listen to something else. No, just put on a little taste of heavy heavy metal at least, Caleb. Come on. Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, oh, yeah let's let's hear a little bit of uh, heavy on metal. The heaviest part of heavy metal. The, the opening riff, dude. It's like, I owe me, I swear to God. Oh, God, please, no. Don't play this song. Here we go. Here's <laughs> yeah. the opening of That should be metal. a mashup, Caleb. Oh, please, God, no. And then you just hear heavy metal from Clap Your Hand. Yeah, brother. Oh, Stop, stop. <laughs> bail, bail, bail. <laughs> uh, you got it all there. Oh. Not gonna do it. Yeah, I can't wait till we get a soundboard and we can just indicate that with like a, <laughs> like a, like a, like a, like a jettison sound, you know, like a fucking like an escape hatch. Well, you know what's Boiler funny? You, you said they were on the, the show, The Office. Play that. Yeah. That song is pretty much the office theme song, right? It's like, ring, ring, ring. <laughs> and that very is similar, the problem. Very similar. And maybe that was the problem. The problem. Another soundbite we need. Uh, All right. So, Kev, you're fucking done. You're outie on this album. Well, no, no. I mean, that's just what I uh, like about it. So, I got more to say later. But uh, <laughs> let's go on to uh, the homie Adrian. What are your your slappers on here? So actually the one that ended up being the slap, one of the slappers for me, if not the slapper of the record is one that I never really paid attention to when I was listening to it when I was younger, which is, which was an interesting thing for me. Um, but it's, is this love, uh, which I think is like, <laughs> uh, for me, it is the best song on this record. So the, answer is yes. the answer is yes. Uh, for me, for me, the answer to this is this love. The question is this love. Is, can you play uh, the part famous. where? Can you play the part where he says Zarathustra? Does, does he say that in this song? Yeah. We could do the Zarathustra. The, the, uh, the movement that's in the beginning of two thousand one, right? The snake. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I will not cue that part up. But let's just hear a little little taste of this. Some of those disco drums. Brooklyn, let me see your hands. That's a serious tip here about face work right here. Uh, uh, the that answer, was almost like Alex, a Minuteman bass line. Is, no, it is not, Alex. No, it is not. That's Caleb. I also had that in my notes. Is this love? Parentheses, no. So right, well, that was my that was my slapper. Homies pick, you know, defend it a little bit more. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, well, you know what? You know what? Yeah, like I, I, I get what you guys are, where you guys are coming from. I understand that, you know, and especially on this song, his his voice is very, it's very borderline. It's very much in the, <laughs> almost annoying. 
but I think he keeps it just in tow enough. And the, like the, the, the jingle guitars combined with like the little keyboard riff. And like you're saying, Caleb, the baseline, just for me, it's like, it's just a nice little pop treat. Now, is this something that I would like really like, I got to listen to, is this love, you know? No, but in listening to this record, this is the one that stood out to me that I really appreciated and enjoyed. And, and see, seeing that I can find new things to appreciate about this record, like that, that was, that was a great part of this exercise of, of fucking listening to this thing. Cause it's like, I, it, as, as, as maligned as you guys are, are as it is from you guys i think for me like it still has its charms i just think it's not as good as it maybe thinks it is you know but um yeah they're having I don't fun know. What, what are your thoughts now what, what are your i know you have a slapper i do have a slapper so i think i think the top half of this album is much better than the bottom half adrian in my notes i <laughs> Oh man, so Skin of My Country Yellow Teeth is such like a long song and then it goes into Is This Love and in my notes I have like I've had it by this point in the album. <laughs> like and then you got four more songs. This I don't want to dump on this album because I think there's good songs there, but this is one of the longest 36 minutes you'll ever spend in your life. <laughs> it's 12 it's 12 songs. There's three songs that are like filler for some fucking reason. It's like, why isn't this like a 10 song album? I don't understand that. That's like, they had to have that little kitty part. We'll get to those. I think for dumb songs, uh, whackers. Yeah. I definitely have something to say about those, but the one I want to highlight, yeah, more like whacking offers. Jesus. Having said all that, the one song that I might listen to again, would probably be the the second song. So that's Let your the- criteria for a slapper. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, probably might probably. Possibly so to- so I played this album today uh, on the stereo at the house. Uh, Kiki was working, and she was like, "This is a little wifey's corner." <laughs> she was uh, she was like. Oh my God, I can't believe you listened to that album again. I was like, yeah, I probably won't listen to it ever again. And she's like, why would you? She's like, there's so much better music to listen to. (laughs) And I was like, that's kind of why we're doing the podcast, babe. Like, do we ever have to listen? We got to get to the root of this shit. Yeah, what is it? What is it about? But anyway, so let the cool goddess rest away. I think, is it still a pretty good song? This is one of those songs, I'll throw that out there you guys listen to it correct do you hear that little bit of that british new wave post-punk vibe that i'm talking about in this song maybe we'll listen to it and see what you have to say yeah let's hear a little bit of it and get a little taste and see what we think I think it's just those those kind of marching drums. I don't know. It's like Adam and the Ant or some shit. Well, that baseline totally. too is very yeah. reminiscent of Joy Division or New yeah. Order, with yeah. it's like kind and of also, like chugging vibe. But and now that you brought it up, it's really clear to me now, Adrian. It makes so much sense that the bass player was so involved in the distribution of this album. <laughs> <laughs> very really bass. Fucking- 
I'm going to assume it's a dude. He really puts himself into it. He really puts himself out there on something. So it's almost just like, you guys got to hear this. They're siblings. Oh, good bass work. And he's just like, oh, really? Isn't the the rhythm section like siblings or something? Yes, I believe that the bassist and the drummer are brothers, the the sergeant brothers, if I'm not mistaken. You can fucking tell. You can fucking tell. They're in the pocket, brother. Or actually... They're like yeah, fucking I, Peter Green. The bass is in the drummer. So, yeah, it's a family affair over there. Um, I have real quick for that song. I have uh, that's like little kid Velvet Underground. It's like <laughs> it's like white light, white heat, <laughs> but more like kid light, kid heat. Because <laughs> if you could play the last like thirty seconds of that song, there's like dueling guitars. That kind of gives me like a velvet underground freak out but they never have the balls to go for anything on this album this song sounds a little heavier and sadder than a lot of the album does but i wish they leaned into that a little more unless i guess they were trying to just make like very catchy dance dancey type songs but yeah let's hear a little bit of that what you're talking about there the time do one guitars i'm sucking on my ding dong Give it to me, Jim. Whip it on my Jim. You want to let it hit me and hit it sideways. Sideways, but it's like so not loud. And I'm sure if you saw these guys, it'd be like, turn up your fucking ass. We can barely hear you. You know what's so funny that you bring up little kid uh, fucking Velvet Underground? There's so many like dads out there who are just like, the Velvet Underground is like music from my kids. I didn't like listen to them that much anymore, but I guess like when I have like, my kids are around and stuff i'll put on the velvet <laughs> wait what because i listen to a lot more challenging music and i find that the velvet underground is like the most kid-friendly music i even keep in my collection oh uh, that's like the ramones would be that one so. i feel like the velvet underground's at that at that phase how many dads do you think are fucking playing their kid velvet underground albums there's a lot of dads in brooklyn dude there's a lot of dads in brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> i guess I don't know. there's a lot of dads man i think of velvet underground fans i guess a little more like nihilistic like they would they would never even have kids but i don't know yeah everything's everything now those banana shirts are fucking everywhere there's probably a baby wearing a banana andy warhol banana shirt as we speak there's probably oh, a kid definitely. named banana named after that album named andy warhol no, banana. no the kid's name is banana <laughs> Okay. It's like Andy Banana Warhol. Um, so is that all you got for uh, are those your slappers, Noah? Okay. Uh, real quick, we could do a low-key slapper, which I think is details of the war. Be careful. Be careful of the details of the war. George W., get out of Iraq, homie. Right, here's a little of details of the war. <laughs> Uh, he does say camel dick crucifix in that song. 
that's kind of cool. Caleb, I can see your face. Caleb, what did you think of that song? I could see you it in your eyes. This dude's pretentious enough when he says rising from the football stand. He's actually talking about soccer because he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting mixed up. I call, no. I, call it, I call soccer football. No, it's Americana. Americana. Oh, okay. Um, no, I was. it was laughing because we're, was this the band we were listening to recently? And you're like, you're saying they just sound like the Feelies a little bit. And then I kind of realized. Yeah, Feelies, DBs. Yeah, yeah jang, jangly kind of. Punk yeah. rockers. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, those are know. my slappers. Those are my slappers. Adrian, you got anything that's a little midland or you know interesting, but not quite a a slapper? Yeah, I have um, investigate. I have a couple of honorable mentions. One of them actually was uh, heavy metal, which you uh, mentioned, Caleb. But the other one is uh, over and over again. Lost and found. In parentheses, lost and found. Um, I don't know. Which I goes I back just, to their, their little kitty fascination of like, I remember when you had Lost and Found in kindergarten. That is cool. that the little instrumental? Got my, got my sweater back. No, that, that one is um, <laughs> Sunshine and Clouds and everything. Oh, no, that, that's the one with the David Bowie line. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's take yeah. a little listen to that. Hold on one sec. Here we go. This is what I call Little Kid R.E.M. <laughs> I don't know. For me, like that of... is just. Uh, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll let you speak in a second here. No, uh, that just it, it's just pleasant. You know, it's just oh, middle God. of the road. Just you know, pleasant. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, no, sir. No, I agree with you. I put like it's like a soft. Sounds like soft. Maybe a little too soft. It has like a little bit of drum circle vibes, but whatever. It's two thousand five. Yeah. They're vibing, vibing in the studio. That little pinging, also... like noise guitar or keyboard or whatever that is just you know in the, in the yeah that's a that's a groovy song adrian you i i come around on that song because i saw that you put that in your your best song so i listened to it a couple times i think it's a good it is weird that you name check david bowie it reminds me of like if you ever watch a movie that's not that good and then within the movie they're watching another movie that's like way better <laughs> like <laughs> it's like okay but no i think that song's pretty good a little thin but good do you have a song like Noah, that you brought up the um the the drum circle thing because i feel like this was like an era of this type of music where it was okay to kind of embrace like the like the college town kind of hippie vibes a little bit crunchy you know? baby yeah. yeah i listen to bands like the dirty projectors and shit and they just kind of sound like busted root <laughs> Whoa! And uh, yeah, so I feel like there was like I don't know, I don't have any other fleshed out thoughts on that. I'm probably wrong. But, Dude, um, we gotta do an I episode like, next. On that. Well, I feel like you know a lot of these bands got together in like hippie-oriented college towns, whether that's in Vermont or upstate New York or like, you know, somewhere on the West coast or whatever. And then they kind of like reconvene yeah, somewhere, but that like that kind of artsy fartsy bullshit. Yeah. But I'm, I don't even mean the artsy fartsy bullshit because you listen to a lot of that 
college like that okay my question okay this is what i'm gonna ask right now this, i'm gonna ask this right now we we'll probably should save it later but i'm asking it now <laughs> do we need a, a lesser version of the talking heads like first three albums like do we need any other band to sound like that ever again like do we need them do we need the talking heads to sound like that? <laughs> oh wow Wow, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, Just uh, that kind of hey, tight. Close, they don't look that great to me. I don't know. I think it's very hard to get compared to the Talking Heads and not just and not ever transcend the cons- the comparison. And I also feel like it's a default comparison, and I'm guilty of it a lot myself. Where it's like, where it sounds vaguely funky, it's kind of punk adjacent. And just like grading white boy vocals, yeah. you know, I feel like a lot of bands could get lumped into like the talking yeah. heads. Thing. Well, let's listen That's to another sure. song, more songs. We got to, yeah. yeah. So, are, do you have any more air to clear about Midlands, Adrian, or do you want to move on to your wax? No, those are my two honorable mentions, unless you guys had some kind of. We got to know what are we talking about here, guys? We haven't listened to Country Yellow Teeth, right? Oh yeah, that's true. Well, that's nobody had of... it on there. Uh, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I'm sure. I'm sure one of us. Oh, okay, been. okay. Because that's like the heart of this behemoth. This. But if I would say true, none of us happens to has it as their box, though. I know, but that well, was the it, song it was... that broke out. That broke yeah. out. For sure, I, I had it on my um on kind of my best of list, but I I liked "Is This Love" over "Yellow Country Teeth." But we can okay. let's do slappers. The... I mean. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to this song okay, let's, okay yeah let's 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 return to that um yeah so adrian what do you got for what are your uh, what are your flops what are your wax so flops for, for me pretty much aside from the intro song the is the two kind of stupid silly little <laughs> kid in, instrumental kind of thing so yeah. sunshine clouds yeah uh, is one of them and then um uh, the other one is Blue Turning Gray, which is not, it's just kind of a low key. It's like first cow, first cow call that wants its soundtrack back. <laughs> um, but I just like think William like. Tyler? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, um, I guess William I Tyler really ripped him off. <laughs> I just think that like for this record, like you're saying, though, I mentioned a little earlier, like for it to be so short and to have three instrumental silly bullshit songs yeah are like i I get that they're kind of going for a vibe with these songs and they're trying to connect all the songs that because all the songs play like back to back to back so it's kind of like i guess they're just stitching a little bit but it just feels so unnecessary and like i mean we can like i'll play a little bit of sunshine and clouds so you kind of do you think is that is that like an animal collective influence or something where it's like we also have to be freak folk as well hmm. or they they got a rope they had they they cast a, a broad tent this fucking that's what i'm album. saying so like the whole premise that the reviewer had was like uh they're not answerable to anyone they do these things on their own terms. oh yeah if you're everything you're nothing right yeah they're still fucking reading the room <laughs> of what was going on musically. they're sublime they're, they're of 2005 it's like eh. anyways here's a little so, sunshine and clouds just just so cut. you guys get a taste of this hold on yeah So 
stop, stop, like, stop. There was a video of my like my cousin's kid playing on a Fisher Price. Uh, That's box. little kid Indy. Actually, right play the song, please. You know what's funny, guys? I heard that song and I was like, "Oh, that reminds me of that song that plays on uh, the movie Badlands that Terrence Malick." Ter- oh then, yeah, Riley. <laughs> yeah. So after I listened to that song or listened to this album, I put on the Badlands soundtrack. And the name of that song, that xylophone song, is called Music for Kinder. It's like a German thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. They, I think they just ripped that shit off. Isn't like, that a Terry Riley? Who does no, that? No, no. This is like an old German composer. It's like uh, old okay. classical music. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, again, it's getting to the like the naive. And like other bands, I actually like Caleb, as you mentioned earlier, Architecture in Helsinki, perfect fucking example. Or they're taking all these fucking little kids, Fisher Price fucking toys, and turning yeah. it into these like goofy songs. And yeah. I don't know. You know what I, I say think... to that? What's that? Ornette Coleman had a toy saxophone. Was he making this little bleepy bloopy bullshit? <laughs> no, he was fucking blowing minds. Yeah, he was playing. He's playing big dick music, dude. <laughs> I will say, I will say just on this note, though, is that I think that the intro song actually works because if you keep it to just one of those stupid songs, it kind of sets you up for the rest of the record because it's like... I don't hate it. I don't hate it. it, Right? Like, it kind of works in a way. I don't know, Caleb, it sounds like you have a a fiery take on that. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, We'll get to my takes. Uh, Here, let's do do, uh, Wax. Do you want me to go into my wax? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can I can go into my wax. Um yeah, so my flops um is uh first one I got here is their titular song. Uh yeah, clap your hands, exclamation. Um say say yeah. Yeah, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Um yeah, it's annoying carnival music and do I don't... your do your Black Sabbath bit on it. Oh God! Please no! Turn this off. Adrian, oh. hit that shit. All right, here we go. Away we go. Away we go to put on another record. Um, but I feel yeah. so lonely. Yeah, I can't do it. That I like. It's like it's in a caca. way they. Yeah, it's caca. Like, <laughs> they, they wanted to set the mood for the album, and they did. They're really successful at that, and the mood is just like childish pretension. It's branding. It's branding, dude. It's they were branding. ahead of the curve. Yeah. And, Fire Festival. It was fucking and, um, it was I just, Pizza like, Rat. It, it was Pizza of, Gate. What it reminds me of is like, it's their kind of Americana version of what like all those dumb like kinks and beatles songs where they're like yeah yeah like yeah. we're gonna go back and play these like i don't even yeah know, like these british Catherine crap kind of like british folky like yeah novel songs kiki nobody uh, listens to that shit and nor they ever did <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of honey like, pie that's, that's literally all people had to listen to back then like if you heard that shit back in the 30s you would think you didn't like music. They're like, 
oh, I don't like music because this is music. Yeah, put on the serial, the radio mysteries. Put back, put my stories back on. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, oh, it. music. I, like, like you meet people and they're like, I don't like music, and that blows your fucking mind that somebody says that. I believe music for of that era of like the fucking organ grinder era or that Kinks. Whatever. I don't even know what the fuck you call that carnival music shit from back then. It's like, <laughs> yeah, people would think they didn't like music. And it's and it's okay that we've moved beyond that. We do not yeah. need to rehash that as as a as an art form. It's just, yeah, that's well, true. Uh, those other bands too was like those other songs were surrounded by much better. Like Honey Pie is a stupid fucking song, but it's on the White Album, which has you know a bunch mm-hmm. of Stone Cold classics. So it kind of works. Well, Here it's like good stuff about that album. I gotta check it out. <laughs> Here, the like, White Album. Straight up, one quarter of the record is these instrumental weirdness, you know, stupid little ditties. It's just yeah. It's, you know what I, you know what I call that album, Adrian? Yeah, what's that? Self-titled because it's, it's called the Beatles. That's oh, fair. back to dude. Full, that's, that's <laughs> another eponymous. We're talking about shit. We're talking about another eponymous. They should have had white album the track on there. It's uh, just a white album, ain't it? White <laughs> album, ain't it? <laughs> we're just and we, a white album. Two. A white album. A white album. <laughs> what are some other ones? Uh, Minor Threat. Minor Threat. Come on. What's my motherfucking name? White album. Bad Company, Bad Company is probably the second worst example. Oh, yeah. Because I'm white Hello. album. Uh, all right what else caleb what else what else um, and for yeah my uh, my flops i gotta say is the skin of my country oot okay it is is what we need to dig into like i said earlier it's their it's the song where they go the more the most full bore they're firing off on all of their yes this song cylinders are faulty and all those components that are bringing into this one I like, epic song, yeah. It just, it just it just exposes to me that yeah, yeah, what they're cooking with is just faulty. You know, I'd so like to uh, what I got the vibe of this song the whole time. Picture this: there's like some twenty somethings, twenty three, twenty four. They're getting married like two thousand eight. They started dating like two thousand five. And they're about to, they got married. And then it's like the part in the wedding where it's like, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time. And it's just the intro of that country yellow feet song. Can we hear that song? And then I think you'll know what I'm talking about. Country that's like. I think you're described a lot to the movie Away We Go. <laughs> Is that where it happens? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Like ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, Mrs. and Mrs. White Man <laughs> and White Woman. All right, let's get to some vocals. Hold on. Oh, ew. ew. <laughs> I don't right. want to I'm taste just that, cut that one off because that was 
Oh boy, okay. <laughs> that was a poor choice, Adrian. Keep that in there. Keep that in there. Um, I, so again, so again, that was giving me like that baseline British New Wave vibes. And I said, this is like New Order song with a dipshit singer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. And that's all I got to say about that. Adrian, um, what do you feel about that song? I mean, I had it on my highlights. So, you know, I, I liked it. And I don't think. I think it's, it's a, one of it's the a better Stone Cold hit. It is definitely a hit. It's it is one of the songs that blew up, as you mentioned, from this record. I I like it. I don't know. I can see, I can see how it's just the epitome of everything that's kind of annoying about this band. But for me, it it works, yeah. and I think that it's catchy enough. And yeah, I mean the song, this that's title is stupid. Little. The lyrics are kind of fucking pretentious and ridiculous, but. It just has, again, it's just pleasant. It's just fucking pleasant. And that's all you can say about this shit, really. And I mean, for you guys, obviously uh, it was not pleasant, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. All right, Noah, what are your, uh, what are your whackers? My main whacker is, well, I, I had in my notes that this album should have ended with In This Home on Ice. That should have been the should last I, song. What do you have? Your, it should have ended with tense. I, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this isn't. I don't want you to play any of this because it's stupid. But give me some alt. The song eleven. It's okay. It kind of sounded like a ghetto boys beat, like a nineties hip hop beat, real quick. <laughs> but I don't, know. I don't know if you want to play a snippet of that. I'm gonna say that. I think we should listen to it. <laughs> of, uh, give me some salt. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like near, 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 near. It's like mine's it's playing tricks on me. <laughs> almost, it's bit. almost there. Here we go. It kind of fell into like a pretty good beat. Like Bushwick Bill. <laughs> Does that synth part? What's up, Houston? We got it's like horror, horror, horror core. It's getting dark. No, that farting baseline. I'm gonna make a note. Noah, but the worst song. Horrorcore is. That had a little bit of horrorcore. That little Danny. I don't know. Fuck yeah. it. Fuck it. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh, but the worst song. The worst. 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 Worst song. It's so long. Caleb already mentioned it as one of his best songs. But it's the tidal wave of young blood, whatever. It sucks. It's so long. It's like violent femmes. Violent femmes are already annoying, but now we have two violent femmes. So, tidal wave of young blood is my whacker of the album. What a very feminist take of you, Noah. <laughs> no, the band Violent Femmes. Yeah, they're a femme band because it's in their name. Oh. Uh, Problematic. Whatever. I um no is it the band my... name problem man? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I uh I also had this track on my kind of uh I wouldn't call it necessarily a complete dud, but yeah, I think I think you're right, Noah. This record should have ended at in, in this home on ice. Because that that song actually is good uh comparatively to these last two tracks. Give me some salt and yeah Tile Wave of Young Blood upon this Tile Wave of Young Blood. It's just uh yeah. I don't know. It must, it must have been something where it's like albums that are less than 30 minutes, like don't, wouldn't move enough units. Must have been some calculated padding 
thing. I think, I think there's a really fucking good EP here. Honestly, if you yeah, you cut this down true. to like four tracks, what is it? What is it what is it? What is it? Okay, track one. Keep that in, right? The first the, one, clap six. Take, take it all the way on the map. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is this is me and Adrian's bit. Caleb, you're out. You're out. So, sorry, Tom, you're out. Sorry, I'm the hater. I'm the hater here. Yeah. All right, clap your ass is the first song on the EP. I think second song is Let the Cool Goddess. Third is Details. Fourth is Skin. Five is This Love. And six is Home on Ice. Six songs and you're out. What do you say to that, Adrian? Yeah, you nailed it. I think that's it. I think you have that. I think it's fucking killer. And that might be deserving of the high praise. But as it is, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. TV on the radio really got it right where they, they just came out with like five songs for like the first year they existed and there wasn't too much pressure. And then by the time they came out with that album, that album kind of mixed and matched songs that they already had, but it was like, whatever. If you stick to the bangers that you have, like it's hard to miss. I mean, the same yeah. thing with the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Like a bunch of these bands did have like super hot, like Interpol. They all had EPs that came out that were like, yeah. oh shit, what is this? And then they launched into the, the debut record. I think, yeah, I think if that had been this trajectory for this band, it might've been a little bit different for them in terms of holding yeah. up, but who knows? And, yeah. Uh, to any bands out there, we will re-release your shitty album as <laughs> an EP. Suitable songs on an EP, and yeah. we'll go 30 on it. Harvey, us. Caleb, I got a record label name. 70 to us, 30 to you. Hit us up. It's called Harvey Scissorhands Records. <laughs> yeah, that's not, <laughs> not, that's not problematic at all. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I think we've all said our piece on what works and what doesn't on this album so after the break we're going to come back with what our ratings are so stick uh, stick around for that what a journey guys what is that dude's name i'm going to look at the last thing he just tweeted <laughs> alex onsworth oh yeah <laughs> what did they tweet <laughs> how do you spell his last name who fucking knows i don't know o-u-n-s-w-o-r-t-h here we go singer songs he is even on twitter uh clap your hands say yeah is okay that's him that's him that yeah may 27th 2022 (laughs) the chiefs won the super bowl twice (laughs) yeah sorry may 27th 2020 can you help our friends at le pojon rouge they're on Kickstarter raising funds to cover costs during shutdown. One of the pledges levels is a private Alex Osworth live stream concert. Invite yeah. as many of your friends as you'd like. I have been to that venue in uh, New York City. I believe it's in a uh, town. Like uh, well, Yeah, I wonder yes, if you can if you can donate and then den- and then uh, deny that. Be like, I, I I'll pass on. You can you can. Uh, no, he sits in the kind of dude's like, no, you have to listen to it or <laughs> donate. We'll go through. Like I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's go into the individual ratings. So, um, yeah. So what we do is we go around and we rate the album how we feel now, and uh, we rate it based on the Pitchfork rating. So that is one to ten, with any fraction thereof. So it can be a nine point eight. It could be a one point six. Yep. 
And whoever fills, whoever's got Okay, I'll go first. I'm doing the classic 6.9. All right. Nice. Adrian, what's your rating? So I know I like this record a lot more than you guys. I don't think it deserves a nine. I think that's way too high. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. It's absurd. It is really absurd in hindsight. I think this is a great record. I think that I think it's an eight point one, personally. I think it, it would be seen as a classic if it was not that even if it wasn't given hyped. Borderline. So two thousand five. Best new music. Yeah, so the the end of the year list, 2005 Pitchfork, that was probably – Clap Your Hands was in the top 15 probably, right? I think it was so probably you would probably 10. You would probably have been uh, maybe number 50, 49, somewhere around yeah, there. I would put it a little higher, maybe in the 40s or the late 30s. But, yeah, I think it's a great Whoa, record. Oh, Adrian, that's – you. Oh, you are the true believer. That first song belongs <laughs> – the late 30s <laughs> yeah uh, what can i say it's weird. It, it's, weird. it's weird adrian i i feel you it's honorable that you like the music because i would say this album is an album that should get remembered if anybody cared to tell the story of is that a, a bit of an aggression noah it's honorable <laughs> that you still like this. i mean because <laughs> you might be like, the only one you know, white mean? knighting for this band <laughs> You might be the only one. I think the story of indie rock all roads pass through this album in a, in some way, at least in Pitchfork kind of indie indie sphere. But you're telling me the music is still kind of pretty good. I I just I don't think it. I don't know. It's not. All right. You guys want to know what I give this album? Let's hear it. I'm going to meet Mr. Brian Howe halfway. I'm going to give it a 4.5. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, it just it does nothing, and it Woof. takes away everything from me. So that's so this sucks your soul. So that – oh, man, I really – as an outlier, <laughs> uh, our overall rating on this album is a whopping 6.5. So we kind of went one, two, three, basically. Like, we're kind of separated by our – Roughly the same margin. No, you gave it a six point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I think that's a little harsh. Caleb, recalculate. I'm now giving. <laughs> Wait, no. That's not, I honestly <laughs> no, do not like this album. No, no, no. I'm, I'm giving it a fucking recap. No, 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 Stop no, the no, vote. No. Stop the vote. <laughs> Stop the vote. It's like, ah, when we first. Like Adrian's like, when I, we first started counting, I gave it an 8.5. Yeah. I'm all drunk what, like what Lindsey Graham. I'm drunk like Lindsey Graham on the floor of the Congress. <laughs> they went from Lincoln to not think to drink. No, now Caleb. Take out my six point nine and give it a seven point two, and then see what the total Why? is. Why? Why? Are you I, want, I want to get this thing over a seven, just historical purposes. Uh, Adrian, what'd you give it again? Eight point one for me. Give me a seven point three. Well, even for historical purposes, no, it still only brings it up to a six point six. Okay, leave it six six six. That's good. Yeah. Leave it. That's harsh, though. It seems harsh. This should be like a 7.0 album. It stinks. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that that's just our overall rating. But the only scale that really matters, the only rating that really matters is 
the smooth scale. And this is where I asked you guys, would you rather listen to the 12 tracks on this album or listen to Grammy Award winning 1999 hit Smooth by Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 from the platinum album Supernatural an equal amount of times? Yes, I would definitely listen to Smooth. 12 times in a row you kind of have to listen to smooth at least once after listening to this album as a palate cleanser just to kind of smooth things out yeah these guys (laughs) you gotta i felt it was raining today up in the bay so i felt very far from the from the sun but i want to be inches from that bad boy so i'm gonna go with smooth smooth 12 times for sure easily in my sleep in my fucking sleep yeah, I'm gonna go listen to Smooth 24 times just to uh, to <laughs> wash get the it. Taste. Yeah, just get the taste right. gargle some Smooth. Yeah, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to fucking uh, Jalisco. I'm gonna get Santana's tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drink about half of that motherfucker just to get the, the fucking yellow country teeth taste out of my my mouth. No, why are your teeth yellow for? Brush them. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, split that's the how I'm gonna split, split the difference between you guys. I'm gonna say our six-song EP that we had that we came up oh, with. Oh, okay, okay. Plus six smooth afterwards, as a, as a just as you're saying, a palate cleanser, as just to groove yourself out because you fucking need it after this mellow fucking middle of the road record. You need to get a little vi- a little vibrant, a little lively. So yeah. I'm gonna go with I, I feel six that. and six, just like six the. Just like our uh, our uh, rating. collected rating. I mean, yep. you guys say it's middle of the road, but I'm the only one who scored it in the middle of the road. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, there you go. So it it kind of it kind of it's kind of whack, but what are you gonna do? But it also they can kinda, all be winners. I think we've all learned something here today. Um, Let's play the game. Well, before we do that, uh, you know. What what happened to this band? Is that is that worth even talking about? Or I think uh, we can touch they, on it briefly for sure. I I want you to play the song that I unfortunately had. I was as I was drifting off to sleep yesterday, taking a tiny bit of a rainy day depression nap, listening to this album, prepping for the podcast. This song came on after the Godforsaken last song on this tidal wave. No, this song. So you washed up. You washed up on shore with this one. Yeah, and this Adrian, the song is called "Where They Perform Miracles." So this is where this band is now, or whenever. At least they were there when they came out. This song. This is off the album "The Tourist," the soundtrack to uh, Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp's. Remember when that tour. billboard was up in Oakland for five years? <laughs> it was longer than that. It was like eight years. Oh no! This album, came, this song, came out this year. Or what? Sorry, it came yeah, out. Yeah, we. Let, I have a little tidbit on that. Hold on. Let me. Let, let's hear a little bit of the song. Hold, hold first. Hold yeah. Let's just. Let's just. This should not exist in the now. We 
course there is nothing he's left. Going for so. it. He sounds like he's had some kids, maybe popped out a couple yeah. of little ones. He does have a song called A Thousand Oaks that are on this too, which like, did he move? He relocated <laughs> a thousand to oaks. the West Coast and he moved to a thousand oaks. Fire so away from uh, you know if he moved to a thousand oaks, that means he's 805 now, which whew. Far away from Calabasas. I'm I'll, I'll try thousand oaks. Thousand oaks. All right. So you guys want to know where All they're right. at now? Yeah. What the fuck is this band doing? So this band famously reunited. Am I right, Adrian? Um, I I couldn't tell you that. I think you're right. I think you're right. I I didn't come across that, and then my um my little history uh. But basically what happened is after this first record, they stuck together for a little bit, recorded another record, maybe another two records. And then the original members all dropped out over a period of a couple of years, leaving only our friend Alec as uh, the sole member. Um, their Alec last Baldwin, record was came out baby. in 2014, I believe, uh, or maybe 2017. I think. Yeah. Okay, I think they had one in 2014 and one in 2017. And, and actually, Breaking news here. They have a new record coming out next month. Wait, wait. You got breaking news? Oh, here? next wait, month. We do the breaking news. goes like this. Justin, off the ticker. <laughs> Clap your hands. Say yeah. We'll release new music in February of 2021. And Stay tuned. we go. <laughs> here. It was the MTV uh, news baseline, but... <laughs> Kurt Loader here. Clap your hands, say yeah. I'm eight um, years that's old. Crazy. Uh, yeah, so we're getting but, some new clap your hands in the, in 2021. How about that? Oh, I can't wait. But do you guys remember though, AJ? I thought you would have remembered this. There was that whole cottage industry of like indie bands from 2000. They were like no longer popular or successful or doing really much of anything. But they, if they just stayed together long enough to like reach the 10 year anniversary reissue point of like the albums, so they could put some of the albums on vinyl and drum up like a reunion tour, the clap your hands say, yeah, was kind of like the death of all that. Where they was like, yeah, actually, we're kind of sick of bands doing that. Like they were like, we're going to get together and play all of clap your hands say, yeah, the full debut record all together. And some people showed up. But it was just kind of like, oh, maybe this doesn't. Not every band needs a ten-year reunion. You're show. like, by the way, this album's thirty-four minutes long. I'm not spending forty fucking dollars on it. <laughs> oh, that's true. Nice so try. They, so they play a shit ton of their. They play a bunch of their new stuff as well. Then probably. Yeah. Didn't Danger Mouse produce one of their albums? He did. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well. I also Anyways. feel like that is a is something you could just put on the end of any episode for me. <laughs> you could do a danger. We could do a danger I feel mouse. Like that guy made himself way Six more relevant than he was. Danger mouse. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got to do the gray album. We'll see. Oh, that'll come up at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone have any personal anecdotes about this band, like seeing them live or? Just my sisters, my sisters calling me at. I think they were in Philadelphia at one of those 10 year reunion shows or they, I don't think they called me. They texted me. That would have been 2015. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. we're at the clap your hands. Say yeah. Show. Thanks for like 
giving us that CD. We used to like dance to it in the garage. They would have been you getting rid of the CD. You're like, I don't want (laughs) (laughs) They would have been in like um, junior high or something, or high school, maybe freshman or something. But uh, I was like, I literally text back, like, oh shit, they're still going. All right, good for them, I guess. Good on them. (laughs) But I would have never, they're just one of those 10 band reunions that if they played, you know, fucking in my front yard, I'm probably not going to that show. <laughs> yeah. Pretty hard and Even Adrian, what would you say about this? This isn't even an album that you would listen to, like drinking with your homies. Like if me, you and Caleb were like partying and like, oh, let's put on some like 2000 stuff kind of ironically i don't think any of us would put this album on no it would it would be a party kill it would be kind of not a party killer but it would, <laughs> yeah, it uh, would it, it would, would. Like, what the fuck uh wet blanket dude it'd be like bit. this yeah, record you can't party is, to this i think that this record yeah you can't really party to it it just doesn't have a place anymore <laughs> like it's, i think if you're going on where, a pleasant, what are you doing it's drive a without a country I think you were there going you on go, a pleasant like, drive through like back yeah. country. You throw this on, you got the yeah. windows open, you smoke a little weed. I think it could work. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. or like if you're at home and you're like, you know, you maybe it's the morning and you're trying to get started and you just wanted something a little mellow. And you also smoke a little weed. <laughs> also, so you Adrian, smoke a bunch of weed. Basically, Adrian, you have this to smoke weed to enjoy this. Adrian, this would be another Bone Camaro, tall can of high life cruising down the coast of cali album but it's kind of not though it's not though i I would say that i'd never i don't think we ever listened to it together in that in that instance which would have been this is like a listen this is a dancing on your own type album (laughs) (laughs) like robbing Robbing on your own man yeah Yeah, i just keep self-help on my own a little self a little help myself all right uh final thoughts i think we've all shared those so it's whack ish yeah whack ish ish let's uh let's jump into uh into the game so let's turn it over to the game master noah what do you you got for here we go this little game i like to call pitchfork price is right and basically i'll just give you guys um albums and then you guess the rating the pitchfork rating and whoever's closest without going over or without yeah without going over wins that's how yeah that's how yeah prices right. prices right rules yes all right you guys ready first yep. album stick, sticking with our old clap your hands say yeah the album is 2014's only run oh it's like we only made run one run of this crap I'm gonna say five point eight. I'm gonna say so. What year was that? Twenty fourteen. Okay, I think they would have tried to rehab the band. So I feel like the Some Loud Thunder album that came out after this one probably got dunked on, and then they're like, "That was a little bit too mean. We need to like be a little bit more diplomatic. Let's give them a seven point two. Oh, Adrian, you nailed it on the head. You must have remembered well, all these. You probably looked it up. No, I I may have remembered it, but I, I don't think I looked up that one in particular. But that just yeah. felt like a okay. fiver to me. So you got it, 5.8. I never bothered with that shit. I never bothered with any 
any other Clapier, whatever. Say. The Some Loud Thunder, the album that came out after it, is is shit. <laughs> so I did listen to a little bit of that. Yeah. It's all gobbly goop. It's, it's it's bad. It's really poorly produced. It is. It sounds like shit. Yeah. It's mixed poorly. Okay, next. You got Beck, the loser himself. The album is The Information from 2006. Oh, they were at the height of hot takes. Vince. This is like, when Beck was like, "Oh yeah, Beck still makes records." I, I was don't. This before or after Sea Change? Wait, this is after. This okay, is yeah. they probably gave it a three eight. Whoa, oh, that's, that's way too low. They're not going to give Beck. A three, uh, have you heard Beck, one. dude? Beck fucking sucks. Yeah, this this was a bad period. This, I I like Beck, but you know, and I like Sea Change a lot. But yeah, Sea Change think, is good, but I think this record got a. I'm going to say a 6.2. Well, you're close, Adrian. It's my favorite rating. A 6.9. Is that the one that had that song called It's like LA Girls on it or something? It's like LA Girls with the Rhythm in the Nation, Californication. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> All right. Next one. You ready? We got our old buddies. The band's getting back together. Band of Horses, cease to begin from 2007. Talk about a sophomore slump. Uh, I think produced by Jay Maskus, if I'm not wrong. And also written by Jay Maskus. Jay Maskus wrote our record. Jay Maskus produced it too. But he doesn't even know. We just ripped him off. (laughs) Jay Maskus came out in the studio. Oh man, that album's a stinker. It has like the uh, nobody's gonna love you more than I do on it. I think nobody so. Nobody's gonna love you. Yeah, I'm gonna go 6.8 on that one. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna go seven. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, Kayla was some gamesmanship. <laughs> yeah, I got it. it, but that's, that's an investment. Yeah, it's a fair. seven points. It's a 7.7, or as I like to call, the new wow. 69. <laughs> 77. They gave 7.7? Eating wow. the butt. So Whoa. Caleb got it. So now the score is two to one. We got two more left. Caleb, if you get these next two, you tie. All right. Kind of anticlimactic, but here we go. <laughs> the Vaughn Bondies Pawn Shop Heart from 2004. Early, early on. I put this album on there because I think this is the turning point in Pittsburgh where it's like, are we? Wait, gonna, are no, we wait, like, is this a is this a Fiona's Ghost situation where this, this band and this album doesn't exist? <laughs> no, the no, Von you Bondi? remember the Von Bondies, dude? They're rescue huge. me, rescue me. It's all coming back to me. The Dennis but... Leary show, rescue me. <laughs> no, I can't say I ever watched. Jack that. White beat the shit out of the guy. I think they, I, I think Pitchfork ripped these guys. So I'm gonna say a five point four. Whoa! Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I don't think they did quite like that Jet album, where it's just a link to the to the, <laughs> to the, the monkey. monkey. <laughs> yeah, drinking its own. That was pit. harsh. Uh, that album was better than probably the Clap Your Hands album. <laughs> oh uh, wow! I'm gonna do uh four. What'd you say, Adrian? I don't want to do the whole. No, uh, do it, Caleb. Do it. Do I it. I think I said five point yeah. four. Okay, I'm there gonna do 
like a six two six six point two. No, they liked it. It was a seven point nine. That's what I was Jesus. saying. It, it was like that was a turning point in Pitchfork where it's like, do we like all of these uh, the band like the Strokes? But then it's like that's too like Rolling Stone territory. That's too MTV. That's like we got to. Yeah, we, we got to carve our own niche. We're not. It was quite a constant insane. back and forth, and I think "Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah" was like a reset point for that, where it's like these are our own buzz bands that we can, that aren't in Rolling Stone, that aren't cool, that aren't good, that suck. We love them. This All is right. our Franz Ferdinand. So Caleb, it's tied two to two. Last one. Ooh, your last record is from two thousand and nine. Lily's Ghost. My future laments. I think that's made up. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. think that's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay, but I gave it I gave it a rating. What do you think? <laughs> um uh, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, what would be like the average pitch for trading? I'm gonna group say seven Lily's five. Seven five. Go, oh fuck. I'm gonna go. Seven seven, I have to because that's kind of average. <laughs> you're both overbid. It's a seven point oh. It's a tie. <laughs> you guys tie. What does that band sound like? Really, <laughs> Gust. It's yeah. Recommended it's if like, you like what? Well, you know, if you like Riot Girl, you like uh, Fiona. You like uh, <laughs> Fiona. Like Fiona's Ghost. <laughs> Fiona's Ghost. <laughs> it's uh, like. Uh, Canadian drive, but you gotta, you know, clear the snow first. Right. Wintery, it's wintery pop, winter pop, winter pop. All right, I can, yeah. I can get down it's with a picture. that. Um, well, yeah, thank you. If that's our that wraps the uh, sophomore slump episode, it wasn't much of a slump. It was pretty good. I had a good time. Um, thank you, Adrian and Noah, for for being on this as always, and. Um, for the next episode, we're going to travel back to Rudy Giuliani's downtown New York, and we're going to discuss 2003's dance punk classic, Echoes by the Rapture. You can't oh, make boy. it out of New York. We're like the Warriors trying to make it back to <laughs> California. we got to get out of here. <laughs> way for the way to go than Coney Island. That's true. But, uh, yeah, for uh, for uh, Noah and Adrian, this is Caleb Zane, uh signing off, and as always – what made Milwaukee famous? Woo! Hit the music. Bye.